On today's episode of Locked and Wild, another fan spotlight as we will get Amanda McNevin's thoughts on the bottom six, the second line, and some things that the Wild should consider the rest of the way, all coming up on today's episode. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we have another Wild fan spotlight for you as Amanda McNevin joins us to talk about her fan experiences, as well as how the Wilds can fix that bottom six. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, credentialed member of the Minnesota Wilds media landscape. And uh, as mentioned, Amanda is joining us, one of our regulars in the YouTube comments section and in our postcasts. Amanda, thanks for joining me today. How's it going? It's going great. I'm so excited to be here. We are glad to have you. So let's just kind of start with getting a little bit of your story as to how long you've been a Minnesota Wild fan. I know you're a huge fan of the PWHL as well. So uh, how long have you been following hockey? <laughs> About as long. Uh, your story and my story could probably go in tandem. Um, I've been a hockey fan um, for a very long time. But to actually like watch and and be a um, like I loved hockey, but I never played growing up. I grew up in Wisconsin, um, and we didn't have nearly as many hockey rinks, and my parents didn't play either, so they didn't push it. Um, and then it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I'm like, let's actually purchase the um, Valley Sports and actually watch the games at home instead of just having to go out with a, when a friend invited us to watch the game. At that point, I'm like, I'm in. And I think it was, it was either this year or last year that I, at the end of the season that I started listening to your podcast and was like, <laughs> I know that doesn't translate very well to radio, but I'm just, <laughs> And I just really enjoyed the behind the scenes as much as I enjoy watching the game. Sure. That's, I, I love that. Um, so what are some of the, like, what are some of the things let's talk about on ice first? What are some of your favorite parts about, you know, what, what you see in, as somebody like me who didn't have a hockey background, like what, what are some of your favorite parts about, 
watching an NHL game or even the PWHL too? Uh, well, the PWHL games, when you're able to go live um, to those games, that energy is something that is that is generational energy mm-hmm. that's in that space, that it's just something else. You get goosebumps every time it is. I was at the first I was at the first game. Um, it was amazing. There are no words. There's no actual words. It is a vibe. It is a heart that's just there. Um, when it comes to uh, the wild, I love watching. I know that we have given up on this word, but I do like the grit. I like the I like the Erickson act kind of vibe where it's like you just poke people and don't actually fight, but you make them want to fight you um i love seeing that rossi's picking up on x vibe and if you could get a a boldy x combo in rossi that would be amazing those are the kind of like this the how do you how did that physics wise how did that even go in the net like with Kaprizov and last season with Kaprizov, I'm like, how did that even go? I I don't understand that. I don't understand how they made the shot from behind the net. Yeah, he's had he's had a few of those. Like the one that I remember most vividly is in the postseason series against the St. Louis Blues, where Kaprizov. This was a couple years ago, and Kaprizov banked one in off of Ville Husso off the back of his helmet. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, stop. We were just like, talking about that last night. It's like, we just want to see one more of those that just ricochets off the shoulder blade, the back of the shoulder, back of the shoulder blades <laughs> into the net. And like, what it, do you do as a goalie? What do you do about that? Which is why it's fun for us. It's obnoxious when it happens to us, but it's fun to watch when it happens for us it's fun to it's fun to get the puck luck it doesn't happen as much as we would like when it does happen you're like ha we got you (laughs) it happened to somebody else (laughs) Uh, it's just one of those things that's kind of been few and far in between this season um but We've got 28 games left. Uh, so I'll ask you before we dive into some of the more particular things um, that we're going to discuss today. You're still holding out hope. So where where are you at mentally with, with where this, this team is? You know, we had the big, the highest of highs after the Vancouver game. Had the, the letdown against Winnipeg. Where are you at with this team right now, Amanda, as we move through the rest of this season? I am not holding my breath, but at the same time, crossing my fingers. Okay. Um, where it's like, I, even if we get there, it's like, how do you make it through the first round? Like, what's the point of getting to the, I truly don't understand what the point is of getting to um, the first round, possibly winning first round, but then just nose diving for the rest yeah. because we can't beat anybody else that we, we or i can't i'm not gonna say we can't beat we have 
based on your stats that you pulled out the other day, we have not actively beat anybody in the West that we are going to need to beat to move on. Except for the Canucks. Yeah, I mean, the, it's... Again, that could be a really entertaining first round. Whether we win or lose in that, that would have been really entertaining. Oh, that would be chaos if that's what it ended up being. So, you know, sign me up for that if that's how this plays out. But I don't need, I don't need wild jets. I don't need wild stars. I don't need wild avalanche. I don't need blues. blues no. I don't need any of that. Like if you want, if you're going to, if you're going to give yourself the opportunity to take down the number one seed and just completely go down swinging and either get just completely embarrassed or. Who did that last year for the, who was, who beat Boston? Florida. Crazier things. Yeah. Yeah. That that's about the only that's about the only matchup that I would want. None of the rest of the teams in the central that's a hard pass. Um and maybe like I don't know. It's more of like we do need some consist like some new fresh legs. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to watch us go from fourth round to fourth round picks uh to who knows what number we're gonna get what what was it 25 that you talked about last 20 25 that's like that's not gonna do us any no that's you're you're right on there is like they got the wild got as high as i think sixth in the first round in the tankathon standings and now let me just pull it up. I haven't uh I haven't we visited Tankathon <laughs> in a minute. Oh, we have been um, winning for a minute. The Wild are in 10th right now. Um one point away, one point away from the Calgary Flames. So still in the still in 10th. Oh, we'll see what happens in the next 2 days if we're honestly I think if we know by Sunday what the vibe check is. Yeah. If they beat the next, if they win the next two. Okay. I think we're like, we could pull ourselves up and brush ourselves off and do it. <laughs> Maybe. If not, then. But if we lose these games, I'm back on the <laughs> tankathon train. <laughs> yeah. We're back on tankathon and greater good. Yeah. Well, I've always, they... I, I'm on the greater good side. And right now it's like, is this like I'm it's not a bad thing <laughs> not the greatest but it's, it's like yeah it's it's just so weird because it's been we've seen every part of this season like we've seen the stretches where it's like oh my god this is one of the worst teams in the NHL we've also seen the crazy Vancouver games you had the stretch in which they looked like world beaters. You just have seen everything, but not in. It's just has been like you took a puzzle and you just threw all the pieces three together. Seasons in one. Yeah, two, two seasons in one is exactly right. Multiple seasons. It's it's frustrating, but there are some interesting things to discuss because you know as we, as we were laying out in getting things ready for today's episode. 
Um, you brought up an interesting question that I think we are not talking about enough because we've got this glut of players in the bottom six. Marcus Felino is going to be coming back at some point. And so what do you do? We're going to dive into that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of the Locked on Wild podcast is brought to you by Ibotta. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Ibotta is the free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKDOWNNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKDOWNNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKDOWNNHL. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, uh, we will be bringing you a look at the weekend series. I should note as well for the audio listeners, we are actually going to be changing audio uh, platforms over the next week. Now, it won't impact... Apple or Spotify, it's not going to impact your favorite podcast platforms. This is something that is impacting us on our back end. So that kicks in Friday in the afternoon. And so our standard postcast recaps will actually not be available audio wise over the weekend. But then Monday at noon, we'll be back and ready to roll. So you'll be able to you'll be able to still access everything on YouTube from Friday afternoon. Um Friday afternoon on. We'll we'll still have our postcast and everything. It'll just be YouTube only until Monday afternoon. And of course, you can access previous episodes too. So just want to throw that out there because it's something that's going to impact me as a host quite a bit. So just 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 throwing a friendly reminder out there as we move through the rest of the week. Uh, Seth Topal and Amanda McNevin joining us for today's fan spotlight. Amanda, let's talk about, we got a a lot of players that are uh, currently on the roster. And at some point, Marcus Foligno is going to return, which means that somebody is coming out of the lineup and is likely going to be sent back down or something else. So when Marcus Foligno returns, what would you like to see done with his spot on the roster the lineup what do you think the wild should look to do when marcus felino makes his return this is going back to something you guys said either yesterday or the day before that it's the minutes not the line so remembering that it's the minutes not the line kind of porter like demotion wise um 
I would love to see the Doers and Rossi together because of speed. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Zook uh, somewhere in that mix of four because Zuccarello was the one that is the assist king and he can put the puck where it needs to go and then matching the speed of Rossi and Dewar those three together might be really nice to see as well because we're trying to match the speed at which Rossi moves and we need somebody to be able to put it on the stick yeah I mean it's it is interesting because in theory the coaching staff is is operating like they have that combination right now but i don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to see that it just it's just not working like it's not as hot as it used, it was last year with Boldy and Johansson mhm like he just i don't know he just I, i'm going to really have to start looking like I'm only focusing on number 90 for this game just to try to see like what really is going on because you know I've I've pulled the stats the the game logs for a long time and that stuff kind of speaks for itself same with Goudreau you might want to do a double um as much as we like we haven't been in a shootout in a hot minute so why is that he needs why does he still need to be spotlighted if we're looking at time they can still stay on like the third line where they are and mix and match because Heinz has been mixing and matching the entirety of the space yeah why does it matter if he does if he starts on the standard crew but rotates but I... Rossi was Rossi was on the ice with was it Lucini and Lateri. No, and Kaprizov for a hot second. That's who got that goal. That's who he got the goal with. Like Kaprizov okay. did an extra had an extra shift. And that was one of Rossi's goals was it was a tip in by Kaprizov. So putting Rossi in with Boldy Kaprizov for a, a minute, um, Zook for like a minute here and there, Rossi will make something happen. He's, again, paying attention to Eck. He is where the mess is. Yeah, I, I like that because we have seen John Hines a little more... Um, he he seems like somebody that is more um okay we're going to uh we're going to mix things up here we're going to get our best players on the ice at once like key situations and so i i like the idea of putting marco rossi with all the best all the top guys for this team at various points throughout the game and just trying to really win like key matchups as opposed to um what we saw with Dean, where it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Like, let's just let's just skim through these lines. Just try to see that. Uh, try to hope that one of them uh, 
one of them does their job. And hopefully um, somebody pays attention in like one of his assistant coaches pays attention to our buddies and if they're doing well or not. <laughs> um, you actually, you jogged something that actually made me to the point that I had to like go look the wild since John Hines took over. And that was back on November 28th. The wild have been in two shootouts in that span since John Hines took over. And if I recall correctly, Freddie Goudreau was hurt for those games. Did he even, I don't believe he shot in either. Nope. Those were when he was hurt. And I remember that because I'm like, oh, we don't have, like, we don't have Goudreau. That's the only time this season where I'm like, where is he? Um, I'm... I distinctly do not remember because I'm I'm looking here in the the shootout against Calgary that the Wild won. Goudreau actually was one of the shootout players. I do not remember that. I obviously don't either. Um, but backwards memory and hockey stats without them in front of me is like <laughs> I don't even know who we played last. Um, <laughs> he did not. He did not shoot in the uh, the shootout against Vancouver. But those have been the only two. Those have been it since John Hines took over. It's either been overtime or regulation every other game. And I want to continue because I was actually going to do a dive into Freddie Goudreau's drop in usage. Let's just talk about that to finish today's show. We'll uh, We'll move on to Freddie G a little bit, talk about some of the reasons why he just is not anywhere near as productive as he was over the last two seasons. Uh, we'll talk about that as we finish today's Wild Fan Spotlight Edition of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed can help you if you need to hire. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employees agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Folks, one of my favorite parts about Indeed as somebody who is currently looking for a new gig is that Indeed will take a look at your resume and your qualifications and let you know if you need to clarify particular things based on what jobs are looking for. They help guide you to those jobs that you're trying to land. So you can get a $75 sponsored job credit just by listening to this show to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure to join us 
for our first edition of Lockdown Wild Live. Sunday at noon, we will take your questions. We will get your thoughts on where the Minnesota Wilds are currently at. And as Amanda noted, we'll have a pretty good idea of kind of where things stand after uh, Friday and Saturday's games. And so uh, the nice part about there being a late game on Saturday is that we get to turn right around and uh, discuss what we saw and what it means for uh, the team going forward. But um, I wanted to kind of go back to Freddie Goudreau here, Amanda, because I think we're just seeing a guy who was a go-to under Dean and just does not seem to have that same type of role with John Hines as the head coach. I think he's probably trying to figure out where he fits too, just because of the fact that he was Dean's guy and he's not he's also not playing up to his well I guess the question is 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 he playing up to the same standard he was playing and we just didn't notice like that's the like is is this his game yeah that's that's so let's look let's let's do a couple of things with this so I can go back to and I do think we need to we need to acknowledge as well um Freddie Goudreau got rocked by Ryan Reeves in, I believe that was the first game of the season against Toronto. The first time the Wild played Toronto. Got absolutely destroyed in that game. And he played through a few others. He played through like four additional games. But in three of those four games, had zero shots on goal. Missed some time. He uh, did not play between October 24th and November 19th, so he came back for the second game in Sweden. But then ever since, like, he just, I I mean, was good for, you know, three or four shots a night under Dean. He's playing between 15 and 18 minutes a night. And now you look at what has happened since, and his minute totals are way more consistently in the 12 and 13 minute range as opposed to where he was early on in the season. But I just, I, I don't know. If, it feels like there are a bunch of different things that could be contributing to this with him just playing with some real skilled guys in his line that helped boost his numbers for one. Could be an injury too that is something that he's going to have to have dealt with in the off season. Or I think like your point, we saw a guy kind of reach his, his maximum, like the last two years, probably the, the ceiling for what Freddie Goudreau can offer. And now we're just seeing kind of the dust settle back down to where this is more like, this is more just kind of what he is. What I know that it, I know that NHL does a great job telling us what kind of injury uh, the players have, but um, what was upper body, lower body? Did we actually kind of have an idea of what he hurt? I do believe it was an upper body injury that did, um, he was it a wrist then with a, a shot situation, or was it a? Sh- I know. See, I know if I have such a great, they tell us all of these things. But if if I remember correctly, and he did have abdominal surgery in the off season too, um, so left 
Uh, I'm just trying to find it here. Because, Pretty yeah. sure it was an upper body injury against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, but good luck finding that. Yeah. Uh, because, and then which line is he's usually on third line? If yeah, Felino and extra. Uh, Felino, Felino and friends, uh, Maroon or Duhame or Hartman. Uh, a bunch of the time too it's just it's really been just kind of a revolving door on that third line because our bottom six hasn't been consistent no. at all because of the fact that we have had so many injuries which goes back to consistency issues yeah. uh, which also might be part of why again I'm in the middle with Goudreau um that could be part of why he just hasn't found his groove. He has been hurt and is playing through like playing through stuff. He is not on a consistent line, so he's not finding like the where people are going to be just intuitively. Um, so maybe that is part of his twelve like lacklusterness yeah um because that third line isn't in from what i understand and from what i've seen that third line isn't supposed to necessarily be the hot like the hot hand it is supposed to be the muscle yep um so is goudreau the muscle like that like is he even supposed to be on that line yeah, this is like where is he like genuinely where which is collectively across all categories right now where is everybody supposed to be what is their role Does and this that, not just feel like kind doing? of the land of misfit toys The bottom 6 is the land of misfit toys and the poor guy the poor guys coming from Iowa are like just put me in coach I don't care yeah. where I go just put me in Put me in, or in Adam Beckman's case, this is his chance, and then he gets sent down and then called back up and then sent back down again. Um, I know that this would be another tangent, but what does Lucini and um, Letary hold over Beckman other than more NHL games? You know, that's a really that's a really good question. Um, because anything either. I think oh. it's funny because Lucini is a player that I didn't really know a ton about. And I think I don't want to like, I don't want to say this out of turn, but I think the fact that he was leading the team in goals in Iowa was more so the fact that he was one of the few that was able to stay healthy the early part of the season which would make sense why his numbers looked well it looked good because he was also present yeah the same thing with most of the like that's why like at like i'm not taking away anything from Eck this season because he is working his butt off but that's why part of why he's got such good numbers is because he's been working his butt off and on the ice every night mm-hmm. same thing with rossi he's working his butt off and doing things consistently the only thing he can control is his consistency exactly 
it's it would be so nice. It would be so nice if there were more players on the team that could just take the lead, like take the example of Jewel Erickson Eck, Brock Faber, and Marco Rossi. Like those are the those are the only three players on the team I think that are going to that are on pace, and I'll knock on my desk again so I don't jinx it, that are on pace for 82 games. And it's amazing how they are three of the most consistent ones on the team. I'm curious to know then their off-ice routine. Well, Brock Favors is a lot of Chipotle. Which would make sense. He's 21. (laughs) I I still to this day. Also is Rossi and Eck isn't much older. So I still to this day crush um, either Chipotle or Qdoba. Like I'll go get a, a taco bowl, rice, beans whatever kind of protein i usually do the chicken and then just all the toppings like i can see why brock faber likes it because it's delicious delicious it's well rounded and depending on what you're putting on there it actually has is high protein low fat like if you're looking at it at a dietitian aspect of things it does it's a even if you go vegetarian it is a complete protein it is with just rice and beans um so if you're looking at it that way which i'm sure he's not but (laughs) if the people around him are also paying attention to that it may it does hit different yeah it it most certainly does and i would imagine that whatever jewel erickson act does in his free time to keep himself in game shape marco rossi's probably taking some notes saying like God, if they train in the if, if they train in the off season together and like bring Boldy in because we really need him to start getting the net um, with fidelity, those three together in the off season, that could be a problem for opposing NHL teams. Like we got be- <laughs> Erickson Eck, I think was the leader in the like off season program. Like he just is like the organization should emulate everything that he does. And now you got Marco Rossi kind of in that same vein. Let's get Matt Boldy and Brock Faber into that same program and uh, just slowly start to pull other pieces of the team into that mix. And then all of a sudden you've got just a juggernaut. Oh, that would be so great. We'll see what, we'll see what the off season looks like. Let's hope that let's, I just want to see everybody on the team healthy at the yes. end of the season and not going in outside of obviously spurts, but not going into a surgery at the end of the season so that they can actually end and then get better instead of just get back to standard. Yes. That's a great point, by the way, is injury like surgery rehab wrecks off seasons because you have your surgery you have to have downtime to allow that surgery to heal and then you have to build yourself back up to where you were as opposed to trying to get yourself maybe a little bit above i think the only person that uh i can say that that's not true for this season is x Unless did he he had surgery on his ankle, right? It wasn't just broken; it was surgery. 
It was surgery, I believe. Yeah. So it's like, but that was also at the very like the last day of the season. Mm-hmm. So he had a little bit of time and could do upper body. Yeah, he was he was doing whatever he needed to do to kind of move things along while he was just walking around in an air cast or however that works. Well, I've never had surgery myself, so I don't even. I have not had surgery either, but I do know pool rehab is the best. Yeah. If I ever need to, getting in the pool. Yep. So, well, Amanda, thank you for joining us here today. Listeners, if you have any questions for Amanda after today's episode, feel free to leave them in the comments. Anything about this team, where the direction's at, I know Denny will have a couple. So just leave them in the comments, and uh, Amanda can get to them at her leisure throughout uh, the rest of the today into the uh, the weekends too uh listeners if you have any topics you would like discussed on locked on wilds send those to locked on wild at gmail.com gonna start putting a content list together so that we can get to as many different things here over the next couple of weeks as possible so if you've got a burning question or an idea hit me i am uh definitely up to the challenge Uh, Make sure to like today's video before you head out and make sure to subscribe if you have not already. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you for the next episode here on Locked On Wild.